You're listening to English with Lydia, a podcast for intermediate level learners who want to take their English to the next level. I'm Lydia. Today I'm joined by Gemma. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Could you introduce yourself? Sure. So I am Gemma. I'm an English teacher. I have been teaching in Spain for the last three years. I teach general English classes, conversational English classes, uh, Cambridge exam preparation, and all of that fun stuff. And yeah, that's all, I guess. I'm from Bermuda. I think that's important to say too. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's me. <laughs> awesome. So today, Gemma and I will be talking about staying motivated when learning English. If you're motivated to learn English, this means you really want to do it. But of course, learning another language is a long process. So there will be times when you're not feeling as motivated as before. So we're going to be sharing three tips to help you stay motivated. So Gemma, could you tell us number one? Sure. So I think the most important thing if you start to feel demotivated, which is the opposite of feeling motivated, um, I think it's important to remember why you started. What was your initial motivation? Take a second to think about why you're doing this and it will help you remember that it's a worthwhile and amazing thing that you're doing, whether it's for personal reasons, whether it's for an exam or a job, it's important, you know, you're doing it for a reason. So even writing out on a piece of paper, I do this a lot when I'm feeling demotivated. I get a notebook and I write affirmations or I write like, you know, reminders of why I'm doing something. So I'll write down, I am learning Spanish because I want to communicate better in the society that, and the culture that I'm living in at the moment for me. And then for you, it would be, I'm learning English and whatever your reason is. And I think this actually really helps with the motivation process. Yeah. And if you're not sure what your reason is, then try asking yourself, like, how will English help me? What opportunities will English give me? Or how will it improve my life? And I think it's okay to change your reason as well. I remember when I first started learning Chinese, it was because I was only teaching young Chinese learners. Um, so I wanted to be able to communicate with their parents who often didn't speak English and deal with technical problems and things like that. So it was a very practical reason. Um, but I don't teach young Chinese students anymore. And by the time that I'd stopped teaching them, my Chinese was kind of at a level where I could have conversations and I was making friends on, you know, language exchange apps and they were recommending TV shows to me. So then my reason was because I wanted to keep those friendships and I wanted to watch the TV shows and talk about them with my new friends. So that gave me a whole new reason to, to keep studying. That's amazing. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, I think that it can definitely change. You know, life is so fluid and it's always changing and we're always evolving. So yeah, definitely if you don't have a goal or if you don't know why you're doing something, figure it out, sit down with yourself, have a little moment to do that. And again, if it changes, that's fine, but then write it down and redefine it so that you're very clear about why you're doing this. Because if you don't know why you're doing something, 
then it's easier to give up. You're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. This is so stupid. Like, you know, so I think it really helps to have a really clear goal and be sure about why you are learning English or whatever you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So let's go on to number two then. So number two is to set realistic and specific goals. So let's talk about this word realistic first. I think setting a clear goal and a realistic goal. Another word that I really like is like attainable, you know, achievable, meaning that you can actually at some point achieve this to get this goal. So, you know, if you say, for example, when I first started studying Spanish, I was so determined to, I don't know, get a specific level. I was like, I need to be B1 in this many months. And, you know, that was good. But it wasn't realistic for me um, because I was uh, I'm an English teacher. So I had all of my classes at the same time. So, yeah, I think, you know, really knowing how many hours a day can you actually stick to. So, for example, instead of starting off with doing an hour a day, which that's quite a lot, you know, and most people we have full time jobs, so we don't have time for an hour of studying a day. If you do. Amazing. That's great. But I think even just starting with like 10 minutes a day, so starting really small and then kind of building on that, I think really helps. Um, and also be clear with your goals. So for example, don't try to study like five different topics at once. I think at the beginning, write down, okay, this week I'm going to study the present simple. I'm going to learn all of the uses of the present simple. I'm going to become totally confident using it. And then I'm going to move on to the next topic. This really helps your brain because it's much easier to focus on one thing at a time. The brain can actually not multitask. It's impossible. A lot of people think they're really good at multitasking, but what the brain is actually doing is it's switching from one task to another um, very rapidly, which is actually really bad for your concentration and for memory and focus. So yes, I think break things down into easier bite-sized chunks, maybe set dates for when you're going to achieve things. Like I will learn the present symbol by October 31st, whatever. Um, and that will really help you to stick to your goals. Make sure they're achievable, make sure they are clear. And yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about when we say specific goals as well, because a lot of people say, of course, that my goal is to be fluent which can be your kind of overall goal, but it's not enough to get you there. So you need these kind of specific, maybe weekly goals or daily goals or monthly goals, whatever it is, to kind of get to that point in the end. And like you said, you need to be able to have a deadline and to know when you've achieved this goal. If, if your goal is just to be fluent, then how do you really know when you've reached this goal? It's so general, it's very vague. Um, it's great. Of course, we all want to be fluent. We want to be able to speak without hesitation and things like that. But yeah, it just, we need more specific, you know, so try to be, it is hard. It's hard to be specific, but it's going to help you in the long term because then you'll know you can tick it off of a list. You can say, oh yes, I have done that. And then move on to the next thing. I think it definitely helps. Yeah, definitely. And then we have our third top tip, which is to make a study schedule. I think this is so important, especially if you if you want to work towards a bigger goal, like being fluent. Mm -hmm. 
Um, especially if you're, I don't know, studying for an exam and you have like a date that you need to be B1 level by or whatever it is. Um, so at first, I don't think that this has to be so strict studying a study schedule, because if you're very like strict with it at first, I think it's quite, it can be rigid and it doesn't really allow for you to have your real life, to have your job, to have things that just come up and you have to deal with them, you know? So I think at the beginning, just try to carve out, that's a good phrasal verb, to carve out is like to make space for something. Carve out a specific time every day that you want to commit to sitting down and studying English. So this doesn't have to be sitting and reading a boring grammar book. It can be anything. It can be listening to Lydia's podcast. It can be, um, you know, using an app that you really like. It can be watching a TV series, even if it's just five or 10 minutes. So yes, I think every day, for example, for me, every morning at 10 a.m., I sit down and I read my little Spanish book that I have. It's a, it's a novel and I'm just reading it at the moment. I'm learning new vocabulary this way. So I just do that for 10 minutes every single morning. And I think it's much better to do something consistently, even for a smaller time, rather than saying, oh, I want to study for three hours a week. Okay, but when do you want to do that? So it's too general and it's not easy to stick to. I think you should write down again on a piece of paper. I'm a big fan of writing things down. Um, I want to study for 25 minutes every day from 10 a.m. to 10.25 a.m. So you make a space for this in your schedule. You know what time it is every day. And then your brain starts to associate this task and this specific time of day. So it's much, much easier for this to become a daily habit for you and for you to stick to it on a long-term basis. Um, and also, like I said, again, I just want to reiterate, to repeat, um, make it a shorter amount of time at the beginning, establish it into your routine, so five or 10 minutes. Then once it's become part of your routine, you can prolong the amount of time that you're studying after a while. And then this is how you make a study schedule. This is how you start a new habit, whether it's studying, whether it's practicing yoga or meditating or doing whatever things that you're interested in start small and build on that <laughs> yeah exactly i i always recommend little and often so doing a little bit but doing it often um instead of you know for example doing three hours in one day like once a week or once every two weeks yeah try to find a little bit of time every day or every other day i think that's really good advice and i think it's really important as well to decide exactly what you're going to do before you start. Say you've only scheduled 15 minutes because that's all you have available that day. You don't want to waste the first five, 10 minutes of that time looking and trying to decide what materials to use and for what purpose. So if you prepare this beforehand, you know, today I'm going to watch a YouTube video about this topic and I'm going to work out some new vocabulary from context and I'm going to make my own sentences, you know, decide exactly what activity you're going to do, why you're doing it and prepare the materials before you get started. Definitely. Yeah. I think that just makes so much sense because then you're not going to just waste the time exactly uh, at the beginning. So yeah, know what yeah. you're doing, know when you're doing it, just be, I think the whole, even these, there are three separate things 
but they all have a very common theme, which is um, being clear with yourself, you know, saying, why am I doing this? Writing things down, you know, so, you know, stop doing these general kind of, oh, I want to be fluent. Okay. But when and how, and what are you going to do to get there? I think that's the key here. Yeah, 100%. And I think it it really does give you motivation, especially when you've established why you're doing it, for what purpose, and then you have a plan. And I don't know about you, but whenever I do this, I feel so much better, so much clearer, so much more motivated. That's the thing. Yeah, like you cannot be motivated if you feel stressed or confused or, you know, motivation comes from feeling excited to do something every day and you're going to be so much more excited and happy to do it if you are organized with it and you're like oh cool today I'm going to listen to this podcast and then I'm going to look at vocabulary about this you know so that's what motivates you is knowing what you're doing and knowing why you're doing it exactly so if you're not feeling very motivated at the moment then give these tips a try and let us know how you get on Gemma, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Don't forget to follow, rate and review English with Lydia wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find me on Instagram at English with Lydia. See you next time.